Let Us Be Idiots, the first episode of 2023. And I've been thinking about, I've been trying to prepare this episode in preparation for a long time. It's a topic I had with them for the whole episode, a linear story plot. I want to talk about fringe politics, being with the United States, both in the Democrat, Libertarian, Republican, just in general. The idea of fringeness. And um, there was a clip uh, from a documentary, I think it was released sometime in the early 2000s, around 2002 to 2004, that features Donald Trump that during 2018 leaked on the internet of a uh, Trump or yeah Donald Trump I, I just don't know what to I can never figure out what to label him as like former president commander in chief because he certainly was both those things but also acts nothing like it whatever that's kind of a deep dig whatever I, I still find the man incredibly funny even to this day when most Democrats are just horrified but that that's a story reflects more on me as a person than others. But anyway, getting back to, uh, to the main point of this uh, opening segment, the clip of uh, Donald Trump um, talking or referring to his, uh, the film Citizen Kane, directed by Orson Welles, has been well, well explored in commentary, both on podcasts, blogs, bloggers, broadcasters across YouTube and the internet. Everywhere from ranging that he's great, he, um, his criticism review was spot on, saying his to his criti- Donald Trump's criticism of Orson Welles' Citizen Kane is backwards and incorrect. In my opinion, I've, I'm obsessed with Orson Welles' Citizen Kane, and I find Donald Trump's analysis to be accurate, extremely accurate about the film, but on a very shallow level. <sighs> anyway, so with that being said, I want to present that clip, if you've never heard it, of Trump revealing Orson Welles' Citizen Kane, then come back with some other stuff. So let that clip rip. The word rosebud is maybe the most significant word in film, in what we all watch. The wealth, the sorrow, the unhappiness, the happiness just struck lots of different notes. Citizen Kane was really about accumulation. And at the end of the accumulation, you see what happens, and it's not necessarily all positive. Not positive. I think you learn in Kane that maybe wealth isn't everything, because he had the wealth, but he didn't have the happiness. the table getting larger and larger and larger with he and his wife getting further and further apart as he got wealthier and wealthier perhaps I can understand that the relationship that he had was not a good one for him probably not a great one for her although there were benefits for her but in the end she was certainly not a happy camper In real life, I believe that wealth does, in fact, isolate you from other people. It's a protective mechanism. You have your guard up, much more so than you would if you didn't have wealth. 
there was a great rise in Citizen Kane. And there was a modest fall. The fall wasn't a financial fall, the fall was a personal fall. But it was a fall nevertheless. So you had the highs and you had the lows. A lot of people don't really understand the significance of it. I'm not sure if anybody understands the significance, but I think the significance is bringing a lonely, rather sad figure back into his childhood. The word rosebud, for whatever reason, has captivated moviegoers and movie watchers for so many years, and to this day is perhaps the single word. And perhaps if they came up with another word that meant the same thing, it wouldn't have worked. But Rosebud works. Rosebud works. Right. For whatever reason. You know, if you could give Charles Foster Kane advice, what would you say to him? Get yourself a different woman. With that being said from Donald Trump about Orson Welles' Citizen Kane, I compilated and edited together a similarities between Donald Trump and Charles Foster Kane. Little, like, a little expose. I made it originally as a video because it would just be easier for syncing visually for me and then ripped it as audio for this podcast. And um, the similarities between Donald Trump and Charles Foster Kane are very striking. I'll let that play and you can just observe it yourself and draw your own conclusions, but it's it's pretty interesting stuff. Thank you. Thank you. To point out and make public the dishonesty, the downright villainy of boss Jim W. Geddes' political machine. And then, of course, we have... Crooked Hillary, crooked Hillary, fuck. She's been crooked from the beginning. Every straw vote, every independent poll shows that I'll be elected. She's great in Wisconsin. Uh, the polls are showing me doing really, really well in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. I mean, it looks like we're going to have tremendous victories there. People do. People love me. And you know what? I've been very successful. Everybody loves me. Sure, we're speaking, Jedediah. You're fired. Wait. You're fired. My first official act as governor of this state will be to appoint a special district attorney to arrange for the indictment, prosecution, and conviction a boss, Jim W. Geddes! If I win, I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation because there has never been so many lies, so much deception. There has never been anything like it. And we're going to have a special prosecutor. And I'm afraid the election's going to be rigged, I have to be honest. Because. I think my side was rigged if I didn't win by massive landslides. With a million majority already against him, and 
and the church count is still to be heard from. I'm afraid we've got no choice. This one? That one. The scene that ends the compilation segment of the similarities between Donald Trump and Charles Foster Kane from Orson Welles' masterpiece of cinematic art, Citizen Kane, was of the scene when the biggest newspaper in New York having a meeting and about running the next day's headline stating, Charles Foster Kane elected fraud at the polls. I honestly believe with Donald Trump, there's probably going to be like some discovery like that or like not even investigation going to come out eventually. What the fuckery allegedly happened with Russia and all the nonsense went in 2016. Like give it like 20 years or more. Um, those kind of like, I guess, allegations are going to just or leaks will be public. I'm suspecting. I'm not predicting. I just I guess I'm predicting, but I feel like it's going to happen like down the line. And it will, it will be massive, like the Panama Papers, if it does happen. Don't bet on it, but I think it's going to happen. I, I was right about with the TikTok income stock. Uh, not stock. I was right about the TikTok uh, income tax that they just passed in the House and Senate the day before Christmas. Uh, I was actually, they, they passed that like a few days before Christmas Eve of 2020. Whatever. My month of December led up to Christmas for me, particularly, and my entire close family was grueling because for um, the first three weeks, everyone in my household got COVID. Everyone. It was one. It was my father. No, it was my mother. The first week, me the second week of December, and the third week of December was my father. Then on his final day of quarantine, my grandmother, we think, had a stroke or something and broke her hip or fra- fractured her hip. She's currently in the hospital for God knows how long. Whatever, that's not the point. It was grueling on everyone. And reflecting on how grueling the COVID and the thing with my grandmother happened was, um, I don't mind really sharing it public, uh, publicly because um, the next, it, it falls into my narrative, what I'm about to state. Like, how grueling my family's December was for all of us was very much in line with King of the Hill because if you watch any of the King of the Hill Christmas episodes there are quite a few of them and quite a few Thanksgiving episodes they always have a disastrous Thanksgiving or Christmas season and um, I just I just love Mike Judge's writing so much like Mike Judge when it comes to writing King of the Hill for one particular episode I love it involves the episode I love so much Hank Hill shaking hands of George W. Bush. It was, I guess, during the primaries, not the general, when he was running into other Republicans. He, uh, shook, uh, Hank Hill shook George Bush's hand, and he had Peggy a limp handshake. And the reference scene they did, they did a, such an amazing scene for Hank analyzing and reviewing George W. Bush's handshake with other people caught on newsreels. It's a very subtle reference. First, see if you can figure it out. Let that rip, then we get back to it. Look, look, right there. See that guy's reaction when Bush shakes his hand? Surprise, then disappointment. Sure, but when I want to watch Scent of a Woman, you don't even know how to work the VCR. See? See the guy's smiling, happy, on top of the world. Then Bush shakes. There goes the man's face. See? Surprise, then disappointment. See that? Surprise, then disappointment. Surprise, disappointment. Surprise, then disappointment. Back and to the left. 
back and to the left. Back and to the left. That is such good writing. Uh, like just thinking about it, like Hank Hill in the script saying surprise and disappointed. The most subtle reference I think ever. Meanwhile, the classic meme at this point, Oliver Stone's JFK back and to the left. Back and to the left. That is some very subtle writing. I've seen an episode a hundred times or more, and it's like just hit me like like three months ago. As I guess like September, that that was a reference to JFK's um not JFK's Oliver Stone's JFK. When is like a moment, like you know, for this podcast, I'm trying to get more segment oriented when I'm not narrating the humorous stories I've collected about my life. Don't get me wrong, so these episodes are going to feature people still in interviews and stuff, but much less trying to go more solo all about me. I guess like Joey Diaz or Bill Burr inspired. Still trying to do the basic edits I do and stuff, but I'm trying to look for at least twice a week, trying to find the most niche weird public domain footage I can. And I found this really good Scottish documentary or English documentary, whatever, it's the United Kingdoms. United Kingdom, unless if you're a Scottish nationalist, whatever. It's my bad impression of my father. That's a story for a different day anyway, you know, or later. But anyway, um, I found this uh, UK documentary about Paul Robeson and his travels to the United Kingdom trying to organize. And, like, don't be wrong, the video I downloaded, because the video is fantastically edited, but because it's from, like, the nineteen early 1940s, I think equally works as well as an, uh, a radio play segment, as a non-sequitur, because this podcast is strictly audio. And if there are going to be video releases, it's just going to be clips. Clips that sync up with the audio. I have reasons for it, okay? I Like, whatever. It's my choice. It's my show. And the reason I love this Paul Robeson British documentary clip in the early 1930s, it's has such a good edit for it, like, for the time, sound effects. It's very, very high-end for 1940s stuff, I feel like. Even for audio quality, and I let that play just because I loved inserting absurd public domain non-sequiturs into this podcast. Yes, they can here today. Yeah, it's hot as hell. Aye, it's always warm. Many of you will remember these scenes from the film Proud Valley, in which the story of a Welsh pit in the years just before the war starred the great Negro singer and actor Paul Robeson. Nine years later, in May 1949, by arrangement with the Scottish area of the National Union of Mine Workers, Paul Robeson gave a special concert for miners in the Usher Hall, Edinburgh. All the Scottish coalfields organized parties to the capital that evening, by rail and by road. They arrived in their hundreds. That evening, the miners came to see Robeson. But the same afternoon, Paul Robeson had been to the miners. Accompanied by the area agent, colliery manager and union officials, he kept a dinner date in the canteen at Woolmet Colliery on the outskirts of Edinburgh. When you see a miner and a film star together, 
The husky one's the miner. Well, usually. And before he went away, of course, they asked him to sing. I saw Joey last night, alive as you and me. Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says he. In Salt Lake City, Joe says I, him standing by my bed. They framed you on a murder charge. Says Joe, but I ain't dead. Says Joe, but I ain't dead. And standing there as big as life and smiling with his eyes, says Joe, what they can never kill went on to organize. Went on to organize. I dreamed I saw Joey last night, alive as you and me. Says I, but Joe, you're ten years dead. I never died, says he. I never died, says he. Now that Paul Robeson clip was played on the podcast, I need to make a small correction. That documentary was released in 1949, not the early 40s. Recently was on YouTube doing what I'm best at, finding extremely niche and obscure videos. The video I found that I'm using for this segment is of a person video recording a ridiculous conversation over United States ham radio frequency. The reason I was looking throughout the internet for funny snippets of ham radio conversations is because to operate my own usage of a ham radio, I need to be federally licensed to do so. In the past, operating a pirated ham radio wasn't as enforced by the authorities compared to the present day because of the rise of the alt-right and what went down and happened on January 6th. The backstory of the ripped audio of the YouTube video of the ham radio conversation contains these two guys in Massachusetts having a nice conversation when all of a sudden the guy with the southern accent comes on and starts swearing, which is illegal to do on ham radio, and the southern guy starts complaining about the guy's audio quality which you can hear is perfectly fine. Anyway, here's the audio from the YouTube video of the ham radio conversation I'm referring to. Let it rip. And I don't appreciate you swearing at me. Why don't you move up a little bit then? They on the air. Say what? I don't even appreciate you being on the ham band. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Don't worry about it. Well, if you got a problem, why don't you move instead of yelling at me? 
you turn it down, we don't have a It's worth mentioning that I record these episodes and sections throughout the week. Earlier today, I was playing for my mother and grandfather what was just recorded and just previously presented on this podcast episode. They both thought this episode was bizarre, just weird, and very niche. My mother told me I haven't produced content this strange in years. I looked at my mother and said to her, In life, when someone takes one step backwards or one step sideways, what's soon to follow is a giant leap forward. Now presenting on Let Us Beauty, it's the dialogue that everyone's been waiting for with recurring guest Rusty Shackelford. Let it rip. Usually these dialogues you do with Rusty Shackelford, he usually is the one who tells the stories. But for once, I had a story worth telling to the public. It happened, I think... I remember it happening on the coldest night record-wise for November. 
I was on a Monday right before Thanksgiving, and I was in bed going to the well-known bar for events. Come on, everybody. And usually I stay clear of that venue for, uh, um, not because of its LGBT+, but because of the people who hang out there. I find them to be very uptight people, even for the LGBT plus people, because it's not really a gay bar. It's a trans bar. Oh, well, that's the next level. I feel like there's a hierarchy of that, like, social caste system. I wouldn't know, but I, <laughs> I think there is. Anyways, like, I was walking out of the show because, like, the, I was seeing my homeboy Racine, Mike Racine, who, uh, who was hosting that night for the Adam Friedland show, a.k.a. formerly known as Come Town Podcast. They have a show... I think every week or every two weeks at that place. Uh, I le- I stayed for half the show and left, and I, I was getting a cab. Wait, did they not do that show anymore? No, they did the show. They just changed the format completely, like 100%, and just retitled it as the Adam Friedland show. Oh, I feel that. Getting back to my story, um, I was trying to hail a cab, and I got one, but because this homeless guy started harassing me in the street. And he was like, oh, you know, man, let me just tell you what I think. You look like a, a young man who I can release my demons on. I, oh don't, I don't want no money or your change, but I want you to hear my perspective. You know what oh, that no. damn... I'd rather get money and change. Well, where's he where's going? This? That damn bar over there, they won't let me in because I'm homeless. But them trans girls behind the counter be so sweet looking like little women. They look so pretty and tight, but got the manliest of cock I think they got. Ugh. And then uh, he, what was your reaction? I was like, okay, can I get in my cab? And the guy was like, oh, my friend, you're going or leaving? Coming or leaving? And I was like, this guy won't leave me alone. I feel like he'll follow me in here. My friend, if he follows the wind, I beat him with bat. I have behind the driver's uh, side seat. And um, the guy said, nah, I'm not going to in with you. But I just wanted to tell you the truth that I love me, them little women with a big, strong cock. <laughs> and he walked away with his many coats he was wearing. Oh god! Yeah, you have to, apparently you have to keep the coats on you, otherwise they will be stolen. Damn! Wait, when was that? Like the money? Where was that? That was in Bed Stuy, a formerly the former neighborhood. Not former. It is the neighborhood where Biggie Smalls grew up. Notorious B.I.G. Now, yeah. now half gentrified and half white. <laughs> well, we'll see that gentrification really start to spread. Probably like right now. It's pretty much. How do you feel about it's, it's like pretty much. Not here comes the neighborhood. Here is the neighborhood. <laughs> well, there goes the neighborhood. Wait, how do you feel about gentrification? What do you about its like impact and how it like you it's, know? It's, like it's really like fucked up. It, it literally was invented by British colonialists to exploit poor people. Literally, that's where it came from. Actually, that's in, that's a very interesting concept. The colonizers was the first phase of gentrification. Yes, but I've it, never thought about it like that. That's actually a really good point. It was invented first to take territory from the natives and the indigenous, then the poor, and then, like, just... It's a system... The guy who invented it is a Scottish fascist, like... But before fascism, like, from, like, the 1700s, like, I'm, they were called chauvinist monarchists. I was about to say, it's like their ideals and uh, concepts, uh, like, uh, adhere to that, but it wasn't... Yeah, they're called chauvinist monarchists. Invented... I don't like that. I feel like that's what we should refer to ourselves as. <laughs> it's, it's what Supreme Gentleman means. <laughs> that's and, uh, so, the guy who invented uh, chauvinist monarchism and the, uh, who, who, the chauvinist monarchist who invented historically... I had to blow my nose, sorry. On air, bad, bad to me, but um, the Scottish guy... You got to do, baby girl. 
But the, the guy who invented it, the Scottish guy, I forget his name, you can look this up, he purposely made gentrification as a theory and practice as the longest way to eliminate people of color and the poor from society without eugenics. It does seem like a casual uh, eradication. No, he invented it in Scotland. Or as eradication. His, it is. The guy who invented it in Scotland made it as a practice to be at the longest, slowest rate possible. It's funny that that comes from Scotland. That's just, like, not something I would expect from... It's uh, weird because they're very socialist and they want to separate from Britain, and it's... That's a different story. But, uh, yeah, also, I feel like... Well, the the guy who invented it... The guy who invented it was from Scotland, so I don't, like... It wasn't claimed by Scotland. He just happened to be Scotland. Oh, no, no, I know. Yeah. But it's like, when you're in a place, it's like your your ideas are informed by the place. I'm just very impressed that that came out of Scotland. That's pretty cool, actually. Okay. Now, continue with your stories about Harvey Epstein. Harvey Epstein. Okay, Mateo. Well, why don't you start and say kind of your thoughts and feelings on this uh, particular gentleman? I would say he's a fucking laughing stock of a person. He's a clown, right? Yeah, very he's much like so. He's literally like an, a court jester, like old school, old school court jester. And it's not a good thing to witness. No, no. It's actually like really... Typically, it's very concerning to witness. Also, like, really inconvenient and irritating. Yeah, yeah I would picture I witnessed it one weekend. So, um, you first met him at the Bachelor Weekend, is that right? Yes. He was... We already addressed that in a former episode. You can go watch that or listen to it. Absolutely, yeah, my, my uh, Bachelor Weekend. Okay, so um, he was very... Because you guys were both co-best men, but if we're being honest, honest cards on the table... You were the best man. Obviously, you were the better man. Yeah, I also tied your bow tie. You did. Oh yeah, that uh, yeah. Really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, just for the record, uh, Matteo is the only person, and I had a wedding planner in the room with me. He was the only person who knew how to really tie a bow tie. Very impressive stuff. That blew me away. I learned it from Doctor Who. Wait, really? Do they do that on there? One of the doctors, by, played by Matt Smith, was the only one who ever wore a bow tie, and I learned to be. I was into that character. Wait, speaking of Matt Smith, um, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Have you watched the new show? I've only watched the first two seasons. It tapped out at the second season because it just bored me. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was too similar to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, I yeah, it, it like I had to watch it like two or three times to like the second and third season to come around like to accept it. Oh, yeah, I was not a fan at first, but anyway, he's the nice show. He looks ridiculous. But, so you met um, Harvey Epstein. Yes. What a great name. That's um, not even a man of name. That's like not a fake name. There was a guy running for city council for the Democratic Party with that name. Oh, my God. That is, like, you're just giving up votes. I know, I know, I know. Everyone was ripping on him. His, like, local district debate. They just, like, every time they said his name, the whole room just mocking him. It it just seems sad. (laughs) I would definitely go home if I was him. That's, I don't know. What makes you think of that name? What what happened with two guys? You you think he deserves to be in office? Two of the worst guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two of the most evil. Well, yeah, like, and to be in office now, it's like, ugh, such a narcissistic thing. I'm going to clear my name (laughs) up by running for office and doing a good job. I feel like you could do it. I feel like you're with this that damn city. We're in different cities. I feel like no, I'm not talking about city. me running. I'm talking about Harvey Epstein, the guy running. Wait, so you want him running? No, I'm saying he wanted to run and win to clear his name up, saying he can be better than what those two names represent. 
Never got the chance to prove it, though. He huh? never he never got elected. Well, he sounds like uh, it wasn't meant to be. Um, so, uh, so yeah, your experience with him, he's a fucking douchebag. And you guys were both my best men, like I said, but you were the number one man. Yeah. Uh, and that made him very, very insecure. Uh, to the audience, this man is very, very insecure. Yes. It, his hairline has been going since, like, I'd say, like, age 15, 16. You know, they like, can fix that, that shit really well. I don't know why he doesn't do it. Do you, but like, wait, so are you talking about, like, the vitamins or, like, hair plugs? Hair plugs. Wait, wait, would you ever do hair plugs? Have you ever seen cheap hair plugs? Yeah, awful. They no, look like, like ex- spider legs. I, I mean, expensive, like, good ones. Like, Elon Musk. Ah, he's not going to do that. He's uh, He spends all his money on fucking gambling and uh, who us. I know he does. Whatever. <laughs> Yo, he's very open about that. Yeah, That's not I, a, a few uh, guys on my podcast have been open about it. It's such a loser mindset. I, yeah, I feel like that too, personally. But yeah. hey, you know, if you're out there and you're doing it, do your thing, whatever works for you. But it's not for me. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it just for me. I don't, I'm not against it for other people. I just, for me, it's icky. Precisely. I mean, I couldn't agree more. But again, that's just me. Anybody out there, you do your thing, baby I agree, girl. I agree. I, I agree. <laughs> um, so I met him, I think I was like 14. It was my freshman year of high school. And uh, this is uh, Harvey uh, Epstein. What a bad man. Bad name. Yeah. And so uh, we were both in the same science class, and he is a fucking asshole. I mean, he still is the yeah. biggest asshole. Oh, absolutely. It's probably why he's such a failure in real life. <laughs> that was, uh, just side note, that was the funniest shit that Bachelor uh, weekend. You were roasting him the entire time, and every time he was shocked and, like, caught off guard. You were, like, just completely dominated him. It was so fucking great. What did I say? I don't even remember. I'm just good at doing... I'm good at checking people. Um, yeah, you... You. There was one burn about, uh, like... Because he uh, works for UPS. Um, and there was one burn about, like, being a brown man or being, like... It was something... Like, you used brown, and it was out of nowhere. Like, oh, it was, yeah, like, yeah. fucking You're drive-by. a white guy in a brown man's job. <laughs> Which is so ridiculous, you know, they, like, wear brown, too. It's like, and he was so insulted by that shit. He was very, yeah, he gets, he's a very, because he's an asshole, but he's very sensitive. Yeah, it's that's like not his, his, Donald Trump shit. Exactly, yeah, his offense is, or his defense is a good offense, and it's not a very good offense. No, it's not. It's not even that witty, either. No, he is a fucking fool. Um, so I met him, uh, yeah, like, 14, 15, uh, freshman year. And I never went to the uh, like high school orientation, so I had no idea. Oh no, idea. I, I correct myself. I, I said he's a white man in a brown man's outfit. Or that, bra- I think that's what you said originally. No, I'm I'm warning in my head. I'm, I had a seizure. This I'm not like thinking narratively straight. Like, <laughs> so I'm trying. To, I said no. That's what I said. He's a white man in a brown man's uniform because it's a yeah. It's witty. It's a double entendre. It's a double entendre, but also it's the damn truth. Yeah, it's it's damn true. Um. So yeah, we met in the science class. And he was also in my, uh, I can't remember what the class itself was. Oh, it was like Calculus 1 or something. Ugh, I never even took that shit. I refused to. I'm so shitty at that kind of shit. Um, yeah. So we meet in the science class, and he's just like a fuck. Because, like, first day, you always do, like, icebreakers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Blah, blah, blah. This is, you know, I like this movie. Like, it's like, like that means anything or will change anything. No. But um, I was, like, very nervous when it, like, came to me. And so I blurted out, like, the first thing that came to mind. And I, it wasn't even something I was passionate about. I'm not passionate about it now, but I was like, I love Star Wars. Okay. It was like, okay. <laughs> all right, good luck. 
and he's like doing like thumbs downs and like every time somebody says something he's like chiming in and i thought he was the biggest fucking asshole uh and yeah so then, like, not funny not funny guys they do that not fun, and, exactly yeah, who think they're not, funny yeah never goes over like just never goes over um and so he was uh like scoffing at my shit but he scoffed at other people's shit too but then as like the first week went by he started to like me a lot and I'm, like i was coming around because he kept trying like he was like being still being a douchebag but he was like trying to relate a little bit. Um, and so uh, there's one day we're going back and forth. And the way that this man like makes connection with people is through conflict. He's like, of very there's just a lot of guys like that, but like they're better at doing it than he is. Way better. Yeah, they're more successful. It's like, what are you going to do, dude? What the fuck are you going to do? Um, so uh, he's like, yeah, he's just an asshole all week. But it's like, I and I'm familiar with this. Even at that age, I'm like, I know that some people use conflict to connect. And so um, it's like maybe five days in and he's still talking like bullshit, but, it, but like following me too. It's weird. And it's so, very strange. I, yeah, he's a fun, fun, fun boy. Um, and so we uh, we're leaving the class and it's like not a traditional classroom. It's in the back of the library. So it's like more open space, but there's like a funneling point. And the teacher had just left the funneling point. So it's just us in the room. And he like came up from behind. And, like, I was just, like, I'm not accepting him into my life at this point. And so I just turn around, and I just give him the hardest kick in the dick that, like, anybody <laughs> has ever done. Oh, my God, he has gone. And I am not joking around, Mateo. He literally had vertical takeoff. Both feet <laughs> left the ground. It was so cartoonish. It was like Bobby Hill. That's my purse. Exactly. I don't know you. Exactly, but like, yeah, Hank went down with, uh, I mean, you go down either way, but it's like he went down with Grace. Uh, Harvey, uh, Harvey Epstein just flew through the, the air. And then uh, the teacher heard that, and so went, oh, because we had like those like shitty plastic tables, like there wasn't desks, it was like two people to a table. Yeah, I go. He had vertical takeoff and spun in the air, and I feel like this is just him being like, all right, if I'm already off the ground, I might as well like make it theatrical and have a landing. And so he takes off, and he bends over to, like, grab his dick, and then he spins in the air, and he lands on one of the desks, and it's, like, the loudest sound. The library's so quiet. And then the teacher came, like, I heard, like, I, I just had to feel, obviously she was going to come back. So she fought, comes back really fast, and then I was like, don't touch me! And he had not touched me, but he got in trouble for touching me, so I got to kick him in his penis balls, and then he got in trouble for it. Um, and yeah, so that was like our first week after, and I, I feel because people like that love when you like, give them shit back, when you like reciprocate it or like mirror bullshit that they give you. Yeah, or, or they just or, love it. Yeah, I said reciprocate it or initiate it or re retaliate in any way. Yeah, they get off on it. I, yeah, I it's don't a fetish. It's it. like a mental, like, oh yeah, check mark. Absolutely, yeah, and act that's a really, really good point because that's going to be the theme like throughout these stories. He. He needs it. Um, and so, yeah, he got in trouble. Like, he got detention and shit. But, but honestly, we became friends. We started realizing we liked, like, Aqua Teen and whatever the fuck. Just adult swim shit. Yeah. Like, every boy at that age likes. I still do. not a great common ground. Me too. It's not a great common ground, though. Um, and so, uh, we were also in a math class together. And the teacher for the math class was also the one of the coaches, like, a, an assistant coach for the football team. Okay. And uh, Harvey was on the football team, but he was terrible. Oh, I picture. He, yeah, he has like the, uh, what do you call it? Like the worst player of a team syndrome kind of thing. I, like Yeah. 
LVP, least valuable player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like football, so I wouldn't know a term. I love that about you, Mateo. Me neither. Um, but so, um, so this guy fucking hated him because he was familiar with him before school, like, technically started. Because, um, like, you know, they had practices and shit. And so, like, they start off day one with a very contentious relationship. And Harvey is incapable of shutting the fuck up. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, and so it's like, he, what, he's like 14 or 15. Big fucking asshole. Like his father and his father's father before him. Um, and he just would constantly, like, challenge or, like, you know, you know his, like, humor is, like, lowbrow. It's, it's like, so like, lowbrow. <laughs> it's, like, lowbrow for insult comics. Exactly, yeah. It's, like, even if you were doing this ironically, it would still really suck. Yeah. Um, and so he would be doing that all the time. So the teacher absolutely fucking hated him. And his teacher had, like, bald head, that, like, shitty, uh, slightly grayed-out horseshoe around the sides. Big fat fuck. But he was, like, a, a sturdy fat fuck. Like, the kind of fat fuck where he's, like, he could put you down, like, very easily. Yeah, yeah. Uh, physically. Um, and so, they, yeah, they just had a bad relationship. So, um, And it started to escalate to a point where the teacher wanted to physically assault him. Like, I mean, <laughs> That's this, some, like, but, really inner-city school shit going on. Right? Exactly. <laughs> PS303. Um, and so he, uh, yeah, the, like their um, dynamic just kept escalating in like serious tension. And this teacher viewed him like as an enemy, as oh, the like people. an enemy of the people. Exactly to the rest of the class, baby. Um, and so uh, there was one day he like uh, Harvey had said something during class because he always did. And the teacher came over and he was like, "Stand up!" And so he stands up. And the teacher literally goes nose to nose, nose to nose contact. It wasn't just close, it was contact. And he's like getting close and he's like taking slow steps forward. And Harvey's like backing up slightly, but he actually is kind of still standing his ground. Like he's not like being like, he's not breaking. Because that's the one thing he has. He's, it's like he's proud, but he's also shameless. Yeah. And so, a bad mix, very toxic combination. A horrible combination. Exactly. It just ne- it's like you're not going to get the results you think. No, that's why he's a loser. <laughs> it would kill him. Uh, I mean, I hope he does hear this. I feel yeah, like he, he probably does will. He probably he, like he every month or so watches a lot of stories and that shit. Yeah, and yeah, if you're listening, fuck you, hard. Fuck <laughs> you, fuck a motherfucker. Um, and so uh, the teacher's face to face, nose to nose, and he's like stepping forward, and then he makes like a fist. And his fist, at least to my 14-year-old body and mine, was, like, massive. It was like a meat hook. Yeah, it was like a ham, like a boiled ham. Exactly. And actually, it was kind of like the flesh tone, too. That's right on the money. Um, And so he makes this big old fist, and he was basically like, keep going. Keep going, Epstein, and watch what I do. Watch what I do. And he has the face, and it's, like, touching his cheek. And it is big. Like, his fist is, like, the size of his fucking little bitch face. Um, and so it got to a point where that teacher would just come into the classroom and he would see him and he would be like, get the fuck out, get out of my classroom. Like, even when he didn't do anything, because it was like, he just has such a disrupting presence. Um, and so that was like their, uh, and I think that, I think the teacher ended up failing him ultimately for the year. Okay. How do you get, how do you get out of that one? Um, how do you get out of it? He had, I think he had to take summer classes Uh, or something. uh, Or he had to do, like, a shit ton of... Uh, Work before the end of the school of, year, yeah. Of, like, extra credit. But I feel like it, he, the teacher made it, like, basically, like, a semester's worth of extra credit. Like, a ton of shit. Uh, to his credit, I think he did do it. Well, he 
he went to the next level, so who knows? Um, and so uh, we're friends now. Like, by the end of the year, we're actually, like, very tight-knit friends. And then the following year, we have gym class together. Okay, oh, great. Um, in school, did you ever like? Did you ever have to do like the changing in like the locker room or whatever? No. Well, I did, but I never did it. Yeah, I did not want to do it. I, I, it just felt weird, and like all of like uh, I, I did it in the bathroom it, stall. Yeah, that wasn't an option. Like, if there was an option like that, I would really, really appreciate no, no, it. No, no, no. I, I would go to the ba- take my bag with me. Go, whatever class I PE next or two periods, I'll go to the bathroom. I have to use it to get my bag with me, change during whatever class I was having, and just wear the gym clothes till PE. That's smart. See, I wish I fucking thought of that. Like, yeah. just like completely changing elsewhere. Exactly. Um, beforehand. So, yeah. And so um, when we were in the locker room, because, like, at this point, we we're like very tight friends, like, but almost very like, locker room talk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly, though. Like, he, it was like too close and he was actually it was like he was feeling closer to me than i was to him and so i had these pair of boxers uh or like it's like you know when you get like a pack of boxers like three four five yeah i have them all from the same pack and they all have the same problem they're loose and then uh the little hole where the pecker is uh adjacent to i don't buy underwear with that shit oh i don't anymore either i do the like the boxer brief i feel not like even i do look. like the tightest nike spandex i can get <laughs> <laughs> you got to get sex appeal if you're going to be a woman. <laughs> Charisma through the roof. Wait, do you have any uh, like alternative colors? Anything that's like... Oh, wacky? yeah. All pink, neon green, blue. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic, Mateo. That is fantastic. Um, And so um, the boxers had like... They were loose boxers. Like, you know, like it's kids' first pair of boxers. But I'm like old as fuck. And the, my family's poor as fuck. So it's, you got to make do. Yeah. Um, and so there was no button in the pecker region. Oh, God. And every day when I would take my pants off or, or uh, take the shorts off, like, my dick would, like, pop through it every single so time. So he'd be you like Michael Jackson eating cereal, sugary cereal. Precisely. He was, like, and he would, like, literally, like, kind of hide just around the corner of a locker, and but, like, have his head sticking out. And it's like, I can see you. You fucking Mick fuck, you ginger fuck. I can see you trying to see my penis over there. <laughs> Your penis is so divine. <laughs> um, so he would do that every day. And it was like, it was really great on me because it was also like, you're like doing this, like, quote unquote, like as a joke. But I can I tell it, that it, you're It's not. He's going, got some homoerotic shit going on. Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, you told, I mean, you know him too. So, yeah, um, he does. I can feel, I'm good at Gagar. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, he was always trying to uh, to uh, sneak a peek. And it, it was just really, it made me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And the girl, I had technically illegal what he was doing. Is, well, I should have fucking pursued that legally. I feel like it, it would be nice that if he was in an even worse position now because of the fine It's fucking sexual harassment. You know the case. Yeah, he and yeah, he's such a fucking freak. Um, so, yeah, one day, because there was a girl in the classroom that I had the biggest crush on, like, since day one. Uh-huh. Or in the class. And so one of the days he uh, was like sneaking a peek and then he ran upstairs and he went right up to that girl. So he runs upstairs and he runs up to the girl that I have like the biggest crush on. And he's like, I just saw Rusty's penis. (laughs) And he he lets it linger for like several seconds. And this girl had several friends with her who were also really attractive. Yeah. And it it was big. And it like almost seemed like I had sent him over to do that. I did not, didn't want to be seen. He's a, a fucking creep. Yeah, uh, it's a dick move, literally. 
Um, and the I don't know why the gym teacher called him this, but he would always call him Nips, uh, which felt a little inappropriate. Yeah, you know, a lot of gym teachers do get busted for illegal content from the internet. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's because like usually people are wearing like you know you're wearing your full clothes, but I feel like when you're in that gym uniform, it's uh you're really seeing everybody. You, you really do. You really do, and it's not pretty to think about as a grown man. I'm actually wearing uh, my, I'm one of six, I am wearing my oldest sister's uh, gym shorts right now uh, from that high school. Uh, drawstring's broken, but they still kind of stay up. It's very, um, it's anyway. very strange, whatever. Yeah, I know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's know. like a lick in my family. Um, I know, Okay, I know. so the, the only person who got a paycheck there who liked him was his sophomore year biology teacher. Oh, sophomore year homeroom teacher, and then our biology teacher. And she had accidentally, she's like an older woman, um, but very sweet lady. Um, he, she had accidentally, you know those uh, graph paper cutters where it's like that, uh, it's like a long blade that has a handle. Yeah, she cut someone's finger off of hers. Uh, yeah, she cut her own finger off. Oh, so, fuck, um, that's weird. I can't, yeah, oh man, it's brutal. And uh, I can't like remember what her actual name was, but we always just called her nubs. But she's a very sweet lady. Uh, she's the only person who put up with this fucking bullshit. And so we had like several classes together over because uh, ultimately we were both expelled. He got expelled like a week later. I feel like for uh, for being a bastard, but also being my sidekick. Like I feel like they were cleaning house there. Yeah, it was honestly they're, 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 they obviously were. Just, yeah, it was like you to just get him out. Get him out. Law <laughs> and order. Law and order. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yes, yeah, because you have to remove the whole cancer. Um, yeah, and it's like yeah, it's, now I it's cell by cell. Yeah, it like hurt my feelings at the time, but it's like I completely get it. And getting rid of him, I get more. I feel like he should have been the one to go first because he's a fucking fuck. But anyway, um, so we had a. Uh, is it okay if I use the teacher's real name? Please or, like, no, no. Last name. No, no. please, please don't. Okay, well, I'll do a spin, and all I will say is there's only one letter uh, missing. Um, her name was Miss Boner. Okay, so, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> um, and so. He, I mean, he he was shit in every class, and he was, and he had like a really disruptive presence because he's like attention seeking and a fucking fuck. And so, um, this teacher, it was her first year teaching, really unfortunate stuff. She had all of the most like toxic, like comedic, like she had all the class clowns, all like the you know like the upper crust bitchy girls, like all like yuppie boys, and so it was like a very rough crowd for her. And so, uh, I mean. Real side note: uh, One time, I did a PowerPoint presentation, and I used that my as one of the like the headers for the page: location, location, location. Next time we had class, she was using that. She stole it from me. That's a side point. Um, so she had stolen because she would like pick up stuff from all the students, like uh, like words and stuff. She had said something that uh, Harvey had said. Okay. And, and she and then like his face kind of like lit up because he knew that she was using his material. And then she looked at him, and she was like, oh, my God, that sounds like something you would say. Like, you must be rubbing off on me. And she was like a husky, gross, pale, dead ends hair. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah, not good. Not good. No and, good. Yeah. No good. And he goes, I would never rub off on you. It was brutal. Room went silent. Nobody was feeling good about that. She said that. jerk off or barf. No, she said rub off. Um, but oh. it was like... He made it, like, it was very clear he made that, like, a facial look, you know, like a gum shot kind of thing. Um, and so, um, so sophomore year, he had this phase, because he had this reputation for being an asshole, because that's what he fucking is. Um, and so he had this phase where he was, like, quote-unquote, trying to be a good guy. 
that and never it was, works. It's so hollow whenever people do exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's like you're either a good guy or you're not. Like, if you're doing an act, I mean, sure, it's, it's better than how you are, like, being an asshole, but it's not the real thing. And, no. and you can tell. Um, so that was, like, his big fucking gimmick sophomore year. Eventually, he let that go, and then, like, he was an even bigger fucking bastard after that. <laughs> it's like a reboot, where yeah, it was like, like all right, 2.0. I'm back and I'm worse than ever. I have not grown at all. In fact, I've shrunk. Um, and so, yeah, that was like just some like just whack. It was like very frustrating because when you know somebody really well and you know that they're like full of shit, you want to call them out constantly. Yeah. I, I started out doing that, but then I didn't. Don't do um, it. No, don't, uh, no to everyone in the audience, including us. Don't ever call out narcissists. It only encourages them. Actually, exactly. Yeah, you're just giving them stage time, really. Exactly. For them to lash out or act out whatever what they feel is right at the moment. No one needs that in their life. Just... Yeah, it's like a child's tantrum where it's like, just let it run its course. Yep. Um, okay, so um, we'll fast forward. So he got expelled, and then I ended up having to go to a school, and I did too. Um, I ended up having to go to a school an hour away, like hour 15 away every uh -huh. day. Because uh -huh. uh, my mother wanted to keep me in a Catholic school. Because it was like, uh -huh. I was already kind of like a... Like a, not, I wasn't a uh, problem kid, but it was like I was always doing stupid shit. Okay. Um. So she insisted because she felt like because uh, the local uh, public school was like when I got expelled, they were heavily anticipating uh, my arrival. Like there was like a buzz about it. Um. And so I ended up going there because my mom thought it would like corrupt me going like full, you know, full public with the riffraff. Um. And so he ended up going to another uh, Catholic school as well. Or no, he went ended up going being put into um, public school. And they smelled the Catholic school on him immediately. And he, like, I, f I feel like it comes from his father, but it's like he also ascribed to it. He's a racist fuck. Yeah, he's racist. it's he's obvious. Homophobic. Oh, it's and, to anybody, and to anybody listening, I am not any of those types of ways. Dear but, my, I just bring it out. And yeah, people. you're not either. But it's like, I do, like, there's two types of people you can be, like, very good friends with. There's people who have the same exact values and principles as you. And then there's the polar opposite. Yeah, no, that's like, very true in life. Mm -hmm. so I'm like actually more, they're I'm, wrong. I am more tolerant, um, personally, I think, to racist than misogynist. And I know both equally amount. See, for, yeah, for me, misogynist would probably lean forward. But it's like, because I, I was, like, raised in a, a family of women, like, no okay. father. And then my well, brother I said I tolerate was, like, racism bitch. more than misogynist. No, 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 I know. It's, like, on the spectrum. It's, like, one is further than the other. But yeah, they're both yeah. So, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, for me, it's like I, I grew up with them. It's like I, I have like almost like too much respect that it's like almost like detrimental. Okay. But uh, yeah, so he's racist. He's also misogynistic. They also go hand in hand, both those things. They really do. It's like somebody just kind of being like, I'm not good enough as I am. And that makes me feel bad. And I have and grievances over it. So I want this or X, Y, and Z. Absolutely. Um, and so, uh, so he goes to public school, and it's like the school, like the uh, population there, is mostly African American. I figured. I think oh, wait, actually, I, actually, I skipped one. Uh, just going back a little bit, I think this was late uh, sophomore year at the Catholic school, or maybe early junior year. Somehow, word got to me um, that my dad was dying because, like, uh, he left a long time ago, and there was like my mom was very rigid about uh, yeah, uh, did he? Um, and so I got word that my dad was uh, dying of cancer because he was an avid smoker. And it was like that that put me in a very weird space where it was like, I, from my understanding of what I've heard about this man, he's a bad man. But it's like, 
also it's like your roots and but you're not familiar with it so it's like there's like a unknown there yeah i mean i was like very upset about this this oh wait yeah this was sophomore year and so there was like i was upset and it was uh near that first classroom by the uh like the science class we had in the back of the library we had found this ashtray that was full of smoked cigarettes and it was like old cigarettes and he like kind of was ba- he didn't yeah he like offered he's like is there anything i can do to like make you feel better and there was these band uh, like band loser guys who are in the grade above us that we just like despise a lot. And so I was like, you know what would make me feel better? If you filled that ashtray up with water, with all the cigarettes and the ash in there, and then go dump it on that guy's head. And so he goes over, he grabs the ashtray, goes to the water fountain, fills it all the way to the top, and he slowly walks towards the guy, and the guy sees him coming. And then his the guy is just basically like shaking his head because he... Uh, Harvey has it like lifted above his head and is clearly in a pouring position. And the guy's like shaking his head, like, don't do it. And he gets really close. They're like one inch apart and he has it above his head. And the guy's like, don't fucking do it. I will punch you right in the face. And then he just ended up doing it, dumped it on. And immediately the guy punched him square in the face and he got like knocked back a couple of feet and then he just, like, ran forward, and then they both were just rapidly punching each other. They, they both ended up getting um, suspended. But, yeah, that was, like, that year prior. Okay. So, um, junior year, we're in the same gym class again. And whenever it was, like, raining, you'd stay inside. And, like, if, if too many people, like, because, like, one class would be outside because it's a period. So, it's, like, there's three gym classes going on. One's uh, in the gym. One's in, like, a side, like, workout room. The other one's outside. But when uh, one is outside and it rains, like, they take it inside. And so we are in the, like, workout room towards the back. The class that had, like, entitlement to that room that period um, were doing, like, the workout shit. And so we basically, it's basically like a free period, like, kind of, like, leisure activity. And so we'd always get Foursquare going. And have you played Foursquare? Yes. It, it's an intense game. I don't, um, think, so, I, I don't think so. Whatever. Oh my god, well then you haven't been playing the right Foursquare. No, it gets too intense. And so, um, so they had two different uh, Foursquare things. One was for like the like student athletes, which neither of us were. Um, and it was like the people who are basically like athletically gifted. And then there was the one for like, it's pretty much dorky girls, like, like not strong, small girls. We would always go to the, uh, the like the girls one. And just dominate it. Like, we would basically take the energy they had in, like, the pro circle and bring it over there. And we would always get three people in squares one, two, and three. And, like, it would be, like, a dynasty where we all, like, help each other. Every once in a while, you, like, get your friend out just to fuck with them and, like, get to uh, first square. And you get to make the rules. And so there was, like, girls who were, like, really, like, like uh, principles list kind of girls who would be playing this game. And there was one who is, like, really she like really hated not winning or like not being on top i feel like you know the type yeah i do um and so she's in square four coming into the uh coming into the shark tank and like we're all going back and forth with each other like very lightly and then uh, harvey just like it's like and we're it's like we're not letting her even touch it we're keeping it in squares one two and three then harvey fucking spikes it so hard and it like slams to the ground bullets up to the ceiling and knocks out a uh, like a ceiling tile comes right back down and then bounces again and hits another tile so it was like an eradicating spike and that girl just like runs up to him and kicks him really hard in the shin 
And then he screams in her face. He gets very close. He screams, fuck you, you fucking hag. Which was a great line off the cuff. Like, I use the word hag now. I did not use that then. No, I, it was, I was like, using it in high school. <laughs> it, it's a, it was a good des- uh, description of the girl to him. Um, and so he ends up getting in, like, a ton of trouble. And that, this is kind of leading up to the expulsion for all of us. And that did not help his case. Um, and so he, um, like, basically, he, he, like, serves his sentence. And then he comes back, and we find out that the girl, like, didn't get, exp- uh, didn't get suspended. We get worked up about it, but eventually we let it go. But in, and then, ultimately, that was also, like, uh, levied against him when he was, uh, you know, when he was getting expelled. Um, yeah, so he, he got, they, he was just a problem in every class. No teacher ever wanted to, like, help him or, like, guide him. Because he's, like, he's beyond guiding. No, he's not. Um, he's, he's a, does, I do it myself and fail repeatedly. Fall on the face. Exactly. Well, do you have people taking that special interest? What, what are you talking about? Like, when there's, like, an adult, it's like when you're that age, there's adults around who, like, have the experience where they can, like, if, like, whatever, whatever you're going through, there's certain adults who recognize that in you, and then they try to help you. No, like, that's, don't. That's, that's, Let that them figure, no, don't ever. Let them figure it out on their own. Ex- yeah, exactly. Me too, though. Um, so yeah, so he gets expelled and he ends up going to that, uh, fucking, uh, the other high school, which is mostly, um, like an, like black and, uh, Latino, um, population. He got bullied every single day because he was a bully at the other school. Like there was one, uh, gay kid he would harass. Carl's a bitch. It's real. And actually it's funny. The gay kid that he used to, um, bully in, uh, the first high school went on to do, uh, gay porn and, don't tell me how, uh, I, or I can't tell you how he found it, but Harvey ended up sending me a picture of that guy. Like, uh, and actually, his pecker was a lot bigger than I thought it would be because he was like a small dude. They but got Harvey's... a lot of they got cock implants that were like injections. I, I looked it up. <laughs> yeah, that that would scare me. The rod in your rod that would scare they don't, me. They don't do they don't do the rod anymore. What do they do now? They um, the penis apparently from plastic surgeons. What I've learned, they uh, they um cut open very thinly the lining of the penis from the inside and pull outwards three inches, then detach the uh, cartilage that makes it, like, go erect and loosen it by stripping it, by, put like, putting snips in it. Like, they, like, loosen the cartilage. Wow. Every word that you just used to describe the action that was occurring, like, the snips and everything, like, Really, I felt that. That is very uh, unsettling stuff. No, you know, I, like they apparently, I looked into plastic surgery. It's it's recommended uh, for short term gain, but long term, it it fucks your body up. I bet. Wait, were you looking into penis and? No, 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 I was just doing research on it because, like, I was like, why would anyone want to do this? <laughs> just general research. Yeah, because like <laughs> I, I read an article in the New York Post. They were saying like plastic surgeons won't do cock implants anymore. And they were like, read more on our website. Like, so I did, and I looked it up, and it was like, and they were like interviewing his plastic surgeon. Like, we do it now this way. We like pull the organ outwards, like by like loosening it and some shit. And it takes like two months to heal. And they were like, the guy, like the article interview finished off with this guy on the post website. Like, yeah, you better believe we prescribe painkillers for your process of healing at home. That sounds agonizing. Yeah, I, and the I, fact that I, male porn stars do that to look good is just beyond me. Like, it's more with the aesthetic than it is the feel. Plus the trauma of the pain. Like, if I was a porn star and, like, I, I, I every time I, ha- I looked at my big old pecker, I would be like, I would be go back to that pain, I feel like, anyway. Why? 
Um, just because it would, it would just. Uh, I mean, I guess that's just kind of how I'm wired, where it's uh, like oh, yeah, having right. the moment touchstones, and that would be a huge moment. When your pecker becomes like a big mondo pecker, you, you would think you know, about it. Like a lot of guys, I, I read an article from a porn, written by a porn star for like a reputable, like our, I think the Atlantic internet website, magazine. She was like, a lot of porn now, they don't even do the surgery process because it leads to a severe erectile dysfunction. So now they just use really subtle fisheye lunts to make it look bigger. Interesting. That, yeah, that would work if it's subtle enough. I feel yeah, like no, they, they, can, they, they make those, yeah. That's awesome. Um. So, um. So now, um. He ends. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, back to the story, today. Bill. Harvey Epstein. About yeah, Mr. Epstein. Um. So he. Um. It's like we both end up going to community college because we're. It's like we we were bad kids. So it's like we we had shitty grades, and we also just like weren't serious about schooling. So it's like, why would you go at that point to like a real? Well, yeah. let me say, community college is a real school. No, it is. No, I I went to one. I think it's great. Yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, I more I learned more there than when I went to uh, like my state school. Um, so anyway, so he ends up uh, he's working at like when we're both working, I start working at Sears like immediately when I uh, when I'm old enough to killed it there. He ends up working in like the deli industry, and so there's two different guys who used to own one deli together. Um, oh man, I, I wish I could tell you uh, their names. One of them at one of the no, last. No, we- one of them, the last name is Pesci, and he had a, he was a short guy. <laughs> but, uh, Yo, Joe, Joe Pesci, motherfucker! I want to say his name so bad, but I won't. Blank Pesci, Pesci. No, no, you don't, you don't do it right, motherfucker. I'm the one that does Joe Pesci right, bitch, in this house, you know? <laughs> the first Pesci. Oh, man, I wish I could tell you the name of the place to attack, but we'll skip that. I won't, I won't. Um, yeah, we only had that one episode where we got a little libel. No, but it's, it's a tourist attraction. I think they bring it on themselves. <laughs> Come down and see our little I, guinea. I want to do it. Actually, I would. Yeah, I would love to. I I feel like I yeah, that'd be cool to do like a little run through uh Jersey and kind of just hit, you know, particular spots. Yeah, no, we got to do it. We got to do it. But anyway, yeah, but these two guys uh, worked uh, together. These two uh, deli owners had a one shop together. Like at this point, probably like twenty or twenty five years ago. And they had like, wait, wait, they had some like Guido they- falling out. Oh, uh, yeah, they had a big falling out over um, equity and, like, you know, classic shit. But what it really was was um, I think one of them was developing a really bad drug problem, and it was, like, affecting the daytime operations. That's like, usually what happens with those guys. Like, There's a lot of drugs at delis. It actually is. And actually, yeah, it, that's a good point because that's actually what ends up happening. So um, so there's these two guys. He keeps uh, – and his parents – or his dad gets him uh, the job. His dad's, like, a blue-collar – like boots to the ground, uh, work. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Solid the earth kind of guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so he works at one, and he works there for a couple of years, and then he like defects to the other because he he fucked up bad at the uh, first one, and it was basically like a, you're on thin ice, and he doesn't like being on thin ice because he doesn't like consequences. No, he doesn't. And he basically just, and now he has the um, deli experience, so he goes to the other guy, and he ends up working there. And then, like, ultimately, he fell out with that guy and went back to the other. Like, he's like that's just the kind of guy he is. It's like he'll burn, he'll burn a bridge, but somehow he still makes it across the water. I don't know how he does it. It's his special habit. It's he'll figure it out why he does it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then um, I, I'm not sure which one he met this guy at, but there's a guy. And it was um, this is a nickname, but the nickname is part of his last name. We'll just call him Rack. Okay, Rack. And this guy, yeah, and and it's uh, what a great name for yeah, what Rack. A guy this is. 
he was a like coke addicted prostitute paying degenerate gambler smoker like he if Drinker there was a, it all all of it yeah if there was a vice he was all in on every single one and he was like close to 30 and harvey was probably like 19 at this point and so it's like this guy basically becomes because Har- harvey's a degenerate that's like what his father was it's yeah, what he, he it, becomes that guy he met Rat if he's order. not shooting blanks exactly yeah there it's it's a process there's like it's an archetype i feel like it's a social archetype yeah um, and so this guy became his uh, mentor and harvey was oh when he was little up until like you know present day now he was very invested in horse racing and so oh, that is the loser shit <laughs> How boring is that? It's so boring. I've, I've done it there? once. I did it once, not even to gamble, just to watch. <laughs> we should, we, you and I should do it when, uh, whenever we're around each other again. It's like such a, like when you look around, it's the most pathetic lot of people. I really, like, no, I did it just one time to see what it's about. Like, the only one we're going uh, is Kentucky Derby. You're all, everything else is a shit. That would actually be really sick because that's like a classy affair. If you go to that, yeah, like, no, that's lot, classy. The other stuff is shite, as the Brits yeah. say. Yeah, and so this yeah, this guy was like basically his like prototypical uh, degenerate scumbag. Where it's like you will never get your life together. You'll, no. You will never marry. If you get someone pregnant, you will not have even a shred of custody. No. And so this guy, it, um, he becomes his like gopher. You know what that means? Yeah, gopher. Go, do stuff yeah. for. Yeah, go for this. Go for that. And so he like drives this fool around. He like goes and picks up like condoms and stuff. And this guy was getting. Um, off-brand and this is probably like 2008 2009 this guy was getting uh this is wreck is getting um viagra uh generics and cialis uh generics shipped to him from canada and so uh yeah and so harvey starts taking those at age like 18 and so bad for you exactly there is a very bad long-term effect like regarding blood pressure and getting your pecker hard. And so he has like trouble now. Like, Peter, I, I have a jar of blue chew. I never use it. Wait, can you just order blue chew? Like, yeah, just... you can just order from the website. It's ridiculous. I know. And it's like literally the same stuff as Viagra. They put it less, is... they put less medicine in it. So do you don't need a prescription? That's interesting. But you, and you have not tried it? No, I, I don't. No, I'm saving it. If I, like, I don't even need it. But like, if I was to like, be in a situation where I knew it, which I have the jar, I bought the biggest jar you can get from the website just just in case. <laughs> in case of emergency, break glass. Yeah, pretty um, much. That's my logic. And so, yeah, he like definitely did some long term damage to his like libido. Yeah. And so he, it does, he no, it really he, does. It affects the libido first and the erection second. That's on the warning. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, this guy's like a complete wreck. Well, it's funny that it's, I actually did not mean that as an uh, as a double entendre. Yeah, or whatever. No, wreck. He's a wreck. Wreck. Whatever. Yeah. Um. And so he uh he's basically like that guy starts to have like a full mental breakdown because he all he is doing in his life is working at the deli part time and then doing blow and going to Atlantic City and paying for hookers. And Harvey like looked up to this guy like as like a like as an icon where it's like, can you believe how white trash this guy is? Like one day I will be that big of white trash. Um, and so that guy just affects his entire mindset and how he approaches life. Um, but he's also, I mean, that honestly though, actually, now that I'm saying that, that is who he is. He, that's like, that's who he is, the, and that's what he became. 
exactly. Yeah, he became exactly what he was going to be. We and all so, do. We all do in life, one way yeah, or another. Exactly. And it, honestly, I respect him just accepting it. Like, some yeah, people accept really it. Try to Yeah, I accept it. For me, that's who he is. But I don't have to be around or accept it into my life. Absolutely. The dynamic between the two of you is the funniest shit I have ever heard. Yeah, I'll fucking shut him down when he starts mouthing off. He's like, I, every I, time. I, I'm a, every I, time. I, I roast people for, like, not professionally. Yeah, professionally. But it's like, well, I've done so many of them high profile. I just know what to say to people. You were, like, especially, like, it was like an assassination the Bachelor weekend. Yeah. I can, I'm very, very impressed. And he didn't have shit to say back to you yeah i don't give it i i, I like i can take it but like Absolutely. i don't give shit off like he does He's no, just like, yeah, exactly. to... like you'll defend yourself thoroughly to the point where you'll put them down but it's like you're not going to go up and start with somebody he's the kind of motherfucker who goes up and starts some shit and yeah. then looks like cool yeah um so his new mindset from this guy is like fuck anybody who isn't you like screw them do whatever you can to get the most out of them and then like curse them out as you're leaving. Like just be a hundred percent bastard. And so there was a girl that he was in love with since he was like a very little boy. And, um, and I actually got tight with this girl too. And she was really sweet and good natured and funny. Um, so he was in love with her and her mother had died. And that just had like a, like it had like this abandoning effect. I feel like girls who like lose their mother are often like wayward. Um, romantically socially speaking like they'll just be like dating older guys who like will take advantage of them or shit, like... they have father issues apparently i hear yeah oh, yeah absolutely because yeah, that's all that's the other thing too where it's like yeah it's like your mother has passed but then it's also it's like now dad's the only one and dad doesn't get it no he doesn't um, he never will never exactly um and so um that was the position she was in and so um she would never give him the time of day all the way like from like maybe first or kindergarten all the way to like senior year of high school never given the time of day and she hooked up with everybody in their friends group but him but he was like so hung up on her and so um prior to uh dating her he had met a girl who was really sweet um she had an eating disorder and that's, she was uh, like that's a, awful uh, i know where this yeah. is going. yeah yeah she was actually like a classically trained like it was like ballerina or some kind of like very highbrow um, dancing that like takes like it's that's years, when you, years to practice you, and they're all anorexic. Exactly. And so um, he, he starts dating her. She's the sweetest person. She's never dated anybody. She's never kissed anybody. And she's beautiful, too. Um, and he just like, I don't want to I don't want to put this too harshly, but this is the only word I have in my mind. He sullied her. Ugh. He did everything he could to her, like, whatever he could, like, get away with. Um, and so then um, this other girl finally becomes interested, the one whose mother passed away. And so he starts cheating on the girlfriend, who was nothing but great to him. He starts cheating on the girlfriend with that other girl, ultimately ends up breaking up with the dancer to date the other girl, ultimately ends up, breaking up, uh, and ultimately ends up cheating on the other girl with the dancer, and he bounced back and forth, like, I think, like, three times. And it's like, how are these, like, beautiful, decent women entertaining, like, the presence of you? He's also and very gross-looking. You know, it probably always was. Doesn't make, Honestly, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't add up to me at all. 
Yeah, his well, his hairline was going. Uh, no, I, know, I, I figured. Yeah, no, I can picture it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. yeah. It was really early onset, and he tried to uh, grow. Oh, well, he grew out like a bowl cut, like a very long bowl cut, like a Franciscan monk. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if the hair wasn't resting quite right, it was like a very deep line of flesh into his like scalp. Donald like Trump in the wind. Yeah, just the wind though. If we have stagnant air, he is a very uh, stocked man with hair. Yeah. Um. So um, the last time, because he, yeah, he would like basically, basically waste these girls' time and be an asshole while also being like, oh, can like we do blowjobs here? Can we do like uh, anal thing here? Like I'm, a, I'm for fuck. both those, and I've done both those. Um, I'm not gonna chime in on the subject myself, but I no, the, the girls of England absolutely did it and loved it. Apparently, <laughs> we all had falling out, but over very different issues. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, that, that's hilarious! That completely threw me off. You know, okay, one, so, one, one, one of the girls was with during like a mid uh, right around the debate. I was looking up for like a, three weeks. She was a diehard Trump supporter, so when I have the debate where Trump went insane, she texted me like, "Oh, he won! He was so confident." Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I texted her four of my friends who are open Republicans who text me. He was unhinged and insane tonight. And then like she got mad at me for saying that, blocked me and everything. And now apparently I heard she's full QAnon. So he is breaking up uh, back and forth with these girls. And the last time that he broke up with the girl whose mother had passed away, he rolled up to her house and called her. And, and he did not say, like, hi, hello, how are you doing, anything like that. He calls her on the phone, and he's like, get out here. And she's like, where? And then she, he was like, it's I so am. so threatening. Exactly. It's like, I'm going to find you, bitch. bitch I'm going like, to kill you. Yeah, exactly. It's like long term. That's the motherfucker who like shows up to the bar and like grabs the girlfriend off the bar stool and makes a big old scene. Um, so he uh, does not even put the car in park. He just has his foot on the brake. She comes down her driveway, and then he dumps her right there. And is like, I'm. He was like, we're done. I'm leaving you. And like, we're like, I don't want to be your boyfriend anymore. And this girl like, because like he had just been wasting so much of her time. This girl just starts running at the car, and he had one of those. Um, it was like a Buick, I think, or oh, like Jesus. one of the, like, one of those like cars that like old old man cars that look like a cop car. Yeah, I know. But, had, but that's what I mean. Like Jesus, like oh, that's so tacky. Ex- exactly. Yeah, it looked totally like a cop car. So she starts running at him like she's gonna smack the fucking shit out of him. And he like the car was like very fast to take off because uh, it, oh wait no the Crown Vic that's what it was okay. which is car. And that car has, like, it's bad for gas, but it has some giddy up to it. So she starts running at him, and he just fucking floors it off. And then he goes back to the other girl, and, like, yeah, ultimately, that, that fell apart. But, yeah, he actually has, like, a shockingly decent, um, like, dating out of his league run. Um, so now, like, fast-forwarding, um, I think this is probably, like, 2010-ish, 2009, 2010. Um, I'm not an Incubus fan, are you? Incubus, what do they make? I'm honest. I think they sing a song like 1984 or something like that. There's uh, like no, 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 I like two of their songs. That's pretty much it. Yeah, exactly. I was not. Yeah, I was like not impressed. But there was a concert for them, and somebody gave me like a free ticket. They are very toolish looking, or were. Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like some 90s shit. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know. They, they Gen- were 90s. I think the first album pretty- came out like 2000. So it's like pretty much like new uh, millennium. No way. Are you serious? No, their most famous album, like their best seller came oh, in 2000. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they probably yeah, yeah. had work before that, but like no one really thought they were a 90s band. Like if their biggest album I know was 2000. 
yeah that that is like that's one of those like bands or like culture kind of things that is just being sustained by like gen x people yeah Who might hate? what are your feelings on gen x out of curiosity what is gen x again um it's like the people who were like adults in the 90s i don't know yeah it's like they were like that counterculture where it's like uh yeah I, i'm not a fan like, of like nirvana right like yeah exactly exactly so they'll be like, like in their 40s now yep yeah and yeah th- like i it's like i love kevin smith like that's like my one exception um, so really, anyway, I, all the celebrities that like in their forties, I really can't stand. There are only three I really like work wise. Who is that? Elijah Wood. Oh, I get. I think he would be Gen X. Yeah. Oh, dude, Elijah Wood is so fucking talented, he's, and he's a he's, weird. He's, dude, he's weird, and he does great shit. Um, Kristen Glover's in his forties. I love his stuff. Love Crispin Glover, incredible as as uh, Grendel and Beowulf. Yeah, exactly. Untouchable. Yeah. yeah. What uh, a weird fucking movie. Um. Uh, so anyway, no. So I was gonna say uh, all the people in media I adore the most and respect are all fifty, like fifty and up. I don't really like too many people in their forties. What about below forties? Thirties, give or take, depending on the personality. Like I have a, <laughs> a long list for that for like thirties and stuff. Yeah, I'm not talking about the thirties, like the years. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the age group. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, you're talking about those people who are ancient as fuck. You want to slip a dick in? Shut up. Um, <laughs> so um, so anyway, uh, the Incubus. So Incubus is playing um at the. It's been changed now. The PNC Bank Art Center in New Jersey. Yeah. And I somehow get a free ticket, and then uh, the girl I was supposed to go with uh like ends up coming way later. So we do like a pregame at uh, Harvey's house, like his parents. Okay. And. I- I had brought some weed with me, and I had it in a little baggie, and um, he eats all or smokes the whole thing. It, it, it's obvious at this point. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, uh, his dad. Oh wait, actually, I before this, I have to tell you about a falling out we had. Okay. So he is persona non grata at every single party that goes on in New Jersey. He has like blown it so badly every time he's tried to socialize in a personal home space because he gets way way too fucked up he gets insecure and then he gets aggressive and then violent Um, and so so, um my girlfriend at the time made a friend in college who invited us to this banger um in like like northern new jersey but it was really far and uh my girlfriend and i neither of us had a car at the time and like he was my friend so like i wanted to get him into the party and the girl knew because his signature move was getting really fucked up and vomiting everywhere in the house no i do that sober <laughs> you when you do it it's charming when he does it it's some horseshit okay uh, so uh he gets obliterated and then he throws up everywhere does not apologize if you mention it to him he will like he's so insecure that he gets like aggressive with you no i didn't do it no like fight. donald trump i didn't fucking do it no <laughs> and yeah, he, of course, he's like a big Trump fan. And I like, know, yeah, yeah, it's, it's obvious. It's like Republicanism is like it's like part performance art, but it also is like his values deep down. In there the- are no values for a Republican. Let's be real. I, I want to. I have a. Li- I have a big Republican fan base. It's pretty much fifty fifty Democrat Republican. I'm not, I'm not attacking them because I like a lot of the de- Republicans who listen to this shit. But I'm saying, well, like the, a lot for a big p- percentage, I would say now. There are no values, but there, I also would say I don't care if you are a Republican or if you're registered. It's America, the freedom and liberty to be one. I just don't have to agree with you. And if you like the show, still keep supporting it. 
and buy some fucking merch. Oh, do I, do, I, I do have merch on the website, KirkmanComedy.com. Check it out. Always plug. Always plug. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely agree. And as long, it's like as long, it's like you can be Republican. That's fine. As long as your politics aren't always present in the room, it's like I can appreciate. Yeah, I, your... I never bring politics into a room. I try not to anymore. Well, you have widespread appeal, Mateo. That's I, the thing. Yeah, I try to. I try to. I learned that from Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh God! Do not say you learned anything from Mark Wahlberg. No, I've he learned... said he says he like in some interview recently. He said I got money. I I I, I can't do a Boston accent. But I'll try. Yeah, I got money from like the Dems and the liberals and conservative media. <laughs> that was a very. I thought you were going to go so hard on that accent, and that was actually very uh, restrained and tasteful. Thank you. So he is not allowed to go to this party, and um, we needed the ride. But also, like he was my friend, and we always had um, like breakups. Basically, it was, it's like we broke up like more than any other like couple, you know. And so we eventually get back together, um, and like I get him into this party. The girl who uh, whose house it was, parents out of town, gonna be a banger. But she knows that every time he every time he gets uh, wasted, he vomits everywhere, and then calls his mom to come pick him up. Um, but uh, this time, because he also drives drunk. Oh. I'm. I don't know if he. I mean, I would imagine he still does it. Well, actually, now he's like a fucking like basically like a somber thirty in his 30s like sad that he's not having any fun it's like you could do it you're just like fucking you're gonna get, get, you're gonna get caught easily though and, uh, yeah and the and every single time you do it the odds go up every single time that you die or get incarcerated yeah i yeah it's like i would rather die because like if you get into a fucking like drunk driving incident and you and, and I you kill a fucker oh my god kill a person it's <laughs> like life in prison <laughs> exactly and it's always somebody who had so much potential it'll like be somebody who was like fucking so gifted in either like arts or like school like and then the motherfucker who has nothing to offer anybody else is the dude who comes out like unscathed um so yeah he would drive drunk all the time and like i we established i was like you cannot do that because everybody knew he did it um and so he comes in we're like hanging out i uh you know go down and lay down some woodwork upstairs with the girlfriend not trying to brag or anything, it's just happened. So we were having sex, and then, um, again, it's like we're gone for like, we're, we're gone not that long. It's like we made it quick because like we're at somebody else's house. Like, it's like, like not like we're going to be doing like an hour of foreplay or anything. And so that'll be, I come, that'll be tonight. <laughs> um, so I come downstairs, and I don't see him anywhere. And I run down to the basement, and I don't see him there. And I know what's happening. He is wasted, and he feels like sleeping in his own bed, which was like an hour 15 away. Fucking and hell. so I was like, where is he? Like, where's Harvey right now? And everybody was like, we saw him go out front, and he was throwing up. And that's where his car was parked, too. And so I sprint out of the, part, uh, out of the house full fucking speed because I know what he's going to do. And I see like, he's in his car, and he like, kind of looks over at me looking completely wasted. And the area is like one of those heavy wooded areas in New Jersey. Oh, like Jesus. A, yeah. That's a yeah. death trap. Exactly. It's like there's so much shit that can run into the road or like you just go off the road. Um, and so he, uh, I see him and I know what he's doing. Fuck a motherfucker. And I vouch for him, which makes me fucking angry. And so I start speeding towards his uh, fucking car. And I'm actually pretty fast when I need to be. And then he turns his car on fast. And like I said, that car had some serious giddy up to it. And he like floors it and it makes a loud screeching noise out of the driveway and i'm like still sprinting after him chasing him down the street didn't even get close because he just was gone 
And so I ended up like calling him like a million times that night and texting him, basically being like, I'm going to fucking kill you when I see you. You better get your ass back here. And he had actually made a very bad impression on everybody at the party. There was some girl there who like sold weed that uh, like he got very close to. And he, um, oh, and at this time he had a girlfriend, uh, one of those two girls I was talking about earlier. And he like basically like put his hand like really high on her thigh like, while they were together. And that was like not consensual. And like she wasn't putting out anything like that. So I leave all these like basically death threats on his phone. And I'm like, because he stranded us there. He like abandoned us there. And it's very far away. And my mother was out of town. And I was like technically grounded at the time. And so I'm, I leave all these messages being like, you better fucking be here first thing in the fucking morning. Because I will like come to you and I will like, destroy you. And to his credit, he did come. But the entire car ride back, which was a long one, we are so furious at him because we vouched for him. And it made us look like assholes. And he promised me he wouldn't do that. And so we get to my house and... Um, it stops the car right in front. And with the Crown Vic, when you put the keys in, you also have to press forward more. Like, there's a little give to it, like almost like a button. And then you could turn it. Like, there's like a lock. You can't just, like, stick the key in and then turn. You have to press. And so I went, because, like, I'm, I'm, like, flipping out because the entire time he's not apologizing. And he actually has the audac- audacity. Audacity? Are you British? <laughs> Hello? Um, he has the audacity to basically turn to us and be like, you are not my fucking parents. You're not my girlfriend. I don't give a shit. And I'm like livid at this point. And so when, right when we get to my house, um, I like reach in. Like I reach over to grab the keys because I was going to throw them in the sewer. And so I get my hands on the keys. I'm trying to pull them out. But they're locked in because of the way like the key mechanism works. Um, and then I do get them out actually because I press. And like the entire time he's like, what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? And so I grab the keys. I run out of the car. I'm like going to the corner um, where the uh, where the sewer is, and he like runs after me. And he's like not an in shape guy, but he does have some speed at this moment. He runs up and he just like punches me right in the face. And so then I turn to him and I like I start punching him, and he goes to tackle me to the crown, and I get my arm around his neck as he is making contact with like my lower body, and then I just drop down. And so he's laying flat on his belly on the ground and he's stuck like it's like you the only way you're getting up is if i allow you to you brazilian jiu jitsu him <laughs> yeah, you pinned that bitch. absolutely and it, yeah it was like because he's like he's he's gotten into a lot of fights but he's just such a sloppy individual he's it's not, like he's not a fighter he, you can tell he's not exactly there's no technique there's no thought or strategy he just like reacts and that works against him every single time Um, And so I drop him down. I say a ton of mean shit to him um, when he's like, while he's on the ground. Because I was like, I was so fucking pissed. I said some horrible shit. You should have. What he did was despicable. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, we vouch for you, dude. Like, you fucking swore to me. It's it's like promises me nothing. Um, And so uh, I had, like, while he was on the ground, I also need him in the face, like, from where I was choking him. That's beautiful. That was hot. (laughs) And so, like, when you're choking somebody, it's like blood gets stuck like in your head like it's like you know you if you choke somebody too much they'll turn purple yeah i don't know if he was purple it was all, all really fast but i knee him in the face and like i hit his like nose and it is a gusher <laughs> he broke he, he broke his nose yeah I, I don't know i didn't break his nose but it's like i definitely actually i never asked him actually it's like an awkward topic between us uh it only came up once after that 
and it was like we were not in agreement we were like trying to get back together and it was like well let's just drop this this is no good it's like i was right he was fucking wrong um but and, so yeah he was wearing a white t-shirt and just and like spattered it, blood on it. it was it looked like a fucking murder it was like it a horror was, movie like it was so much blood the cover of house of a thousand daggers by rob zombie <laughs> oh house of a thousand corpses is a classic. Uh, oh yeah 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 one time I put that on for my wife, like we watched that movie together and she had work in the morning <laughs> and I went out. And so she was so scared. It's just like a hilarious thing to put on and then leave. Yeah, I know. Um, it's, rid- it's ridiculous. I know. Um. So, yeah. So he's like gushing fucking blood and the shirt's completely trenched. And I can see all of my neighbors because it's like they'll tell my mom any of this stuff. And like she would be very angry. But it's the biggest scene because it's like first thing in the morning. And he's screaming because I still have the keys. And he's like telling me to like give him the keys, and he's like, Ugh. and so like I I don't like I'm not a baseball guy or anything like that, but I would wind up and I throw it, and the keys hit him directly in the nose, and it like and it like he like stumbles back, and he grabs the keys off the ground, and like when he's grabbing them, he goes like below the hood of the car, and then when he stands up, he's like, fuck you, fuck you. And then he gets in the car and he just like fucking floors it. He like does like a little like tailspin at the end of the block and like rips it out. And so, yeah, that was like a bad, uh, that, like, that was just like, that was probably our worst falling out. Um, and so, yeah, now we're fast forwarding back to the Incubus concert. He's being a bad boy. He gets fucking wasted before we get there because he's an amateur. I mean, you've seen it. Like, yeah, he just gets awful. Drunk. It's so awful. That's so bad. Um, and so. He's wasting. We're going in, and also he just always throws up when you go out with him. It's like that's a guarantee because he just he thinks he's a big dog and he's like barely a puppy. And so we get right past security. He gets like six steps in, and he just vomits everywhere right at the entrance. That's not you're not getting in because of that. Yeah, well, security was on us in a heartbeat, and then like she's like questioning me kind of because like he's like incoherent, and she's basically like, you know, you good? Like, what's going on here? Like, how was he doing? I'm like, oh, he's fine, like, whatever. And then he just turns to her, because that's when he worked at the deli, and he just goes, I'm fine. You, I'm fine. The Mexicans made a bad Philly cheesesteak. And he just keeps repeating, the Mexicans made a bad <laughs> Philly cheesesteak. such an obnoxious, weird he, line. Like, yeah. It's like, why does this have to be, like, race, racial right racial. now? They just, the people at the deli made a bad Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> and it's, like, funny, too, because it's, like, he's, like, borderline, like, unconscious. But it's like he knows enough to blame it on the Mexicans. Yeah. It's so fucking ridiculous. It's like when older white people get dementia, the only thing they remember how to say is the N-word. That's a real thing, by the <laughs> way. It's a real thing. It's like a thing you can look up. It's sad. It shows how racist America is. <laughs> now, that's old school for you, brother. Yep. Uh, America, pal. Um, so <laughs> so he like goes a little bit for, And I, I like smooth it over with this lady because I'm, I'm wasted, but like... I can, like, pull it together when I need to for an authority figure. Yeah, I and got so, it, yeah. Fine, like, I swear, I got him. He's okay. Um, and so, like, she's like, all right, well, if I see him again, he's fucking gone. And I was like, absolutely. I will make sure he's going to be a good boy. We get maybe eight steps away, and he turns around, and that woman's, like, walking away, and he just screams at the top of his lungs in the middle of this place that's a very busy place. The Mexicans made a bad Philly cheesesteak, you fucking cunt. And she, like, <laughs> turned around, and she, like, was, like, starting to come towards us. And I, was, I pushed him. I'm like, go, go, go. And so we, like, start running. And then we do get away from her. And there was some girl that he knew working for, like, the local paper. 
And it was like one of those stupid, like, hey, uh, how you doing today? You, you want to sign up for the paper? Um, but he knew her, and they had like a plastic, like, uh, framed something that was like about the newspaper. And he vomits he on it. Her. He goes up to her, and he's like, what's up, you fucking babe? And she's like, not down for it. And when she doesn't, like, respond to him, he just slaps the, uh, like, the, like, the frame thing. And that, like, just breaks into a million pieces. And I'm pushing him again. It's like, we're going, going, going. Ultimately, he ended up, like, going to the bathroom. And he got, uh, he threw up again outside the bathroom. And he got detained at the Incubus concert. And was, like, so, so super sad. Because, like, when you're detained there, you're outside and everybody can see you. But it's, like, guarded off. It's very, uh, very shameful, embarrassing shit. Um, and so, yeah, he, he was, like, not allowed to go back in. And that was, like, the end of that concert. Shortly after that, he goes... Th- I don't know why he did it, but he goes through his mom's phone for some reason. And it's, like, he's, like, at this point, he's probably, like, 20. Like, or at least very close to 20. Okay. And he sees that his mom is cheating on his dad. And, like, at a very adult age, it's, like, who cares? Like, like you're an like adult. The man of such scummery has such high values, right? Where it's like, oh, this is about like the sanctity of marriage and like family. It's like, shut the fuck up. What do you know about either of those things, you piece of shit? Never. Um, so he finds out, and he has a little brother who is like a like a prodigy. He is like he was a great athlete. Harvey wasn't. He was a good looking guy. Harvey wasn't. He was a nice guy. Harvey wasn't. And so he goes into the living room, and his mom's in the kitchen, like, at their little island thing. And it's, like, a whole open space. Dad on the couch, brother on the couch, and he's got his mom's phone in the hand. And he goes right up to her, and he's like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is this? And he outs her in front of uh, the brother and the dad. The dad had to know. He had to know. Yeah, so he's a cuck. <laughs> exactly, but I, I feel like the dad didn't feel like having sex with her. Like, I, I feel like the dad was like, I want to gamble and smoke cigarettes. Because that's what that that's what the two of them are really about. All about smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's yeah, just being a fucking son of a bitch. And he's outing his mom in front of everybody. And it's also like it's like your brother is taking this who's younger is taking this better than you. Like, what does this mean in your life that your parents aren't in like a sexually active like relationship? It kind of reflects more in his psyche than theirs. Oh, ab- exactly. Absolutely. He's, yeah, he was throwing like a full-on tantrum. His dad isn't saying anything because he had to have known. It's like, what are you saying? Like, uh, you know, what do you do? Dad, you're a fucking cuck. <laughs> uh, and so uh, you're going to love this. I so don't want a big daddy cuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. His dad. Oh, I think his dad had some like arrests in like Florida for like coke or something. Yeah, it's it like makes, a family thing. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, it, apple bars. Like the apple does not fall far from the tree. That always makes me stutter saying that. <laughs> At, but no, but that's so fucking true. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So he goes out to the front, and his uh, they have a two uh like a two car driveway. He goes up on the hood of his mother's car, and he's still screaming his brains out. Neighbors are like all like kind of coming out. Well, not fully coming out. It's like you peek your eyes out. And he's standing on the hood, and he's, like, just talking about her, like, being a whore and a bitch, and, like, how could you do this? And, like, <laughs> so the, lovely behavior. Right? It's such a scene. It's fucking very Denzel Washington. Yeah, um, yeah. That's like, like, we didn't land on this car. This car <laughs> landed on the marriage that we always ruined by this bitch. <laughs> 
um, okay, so he uh, so he's on the hood and he's like, yeah, cutting this promo on his mom and basically his dad too, because his dad wasn't doing anything and that was upsetting him too, because he's like a caveman. He's like the closest thing we have, like mentality wise to a caveman, very primal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Homo sapien. I have Homo, sa- girl. Homo sapien. Yeah, I want to eat some shit and I want to go to bed. <clears throat> and eat so some fucking shit. <laughs> he he screams at her something like to the effect of like, fuck you, you fucking bitch. And he lifts his foot up, and he just kicks the windshield, and his foot goes right through. And he's actually lucky he did not sever, like, his Achilles tendon. Or like, he kill like, someone. Like, exactly. And, and what a loss that would be if that happened. <laughs> Died of, uh, like, roundhouse drop kicking his car, parents' car. <laughs> what a way to go out. No redemption arc. It's like you go out the bad guy. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he fucking does that, and then he grabs his car, which they gave him. Like, his car, like, the car he had, like, his parents paid for it, paid everything for it. Um, he grabs, he gets that, and he fucking floors it. And he calls me up, and he's like, because, like, my mom would, like, ki- like, actually kick people out of the house. Like, it wasn't just, like, get out of here, like, go to a friend's house for a few hours. It was literally, like, you do not live here anymore. Um, so that was, like, and his parents aren't like that. But that was the mindset that he was in, where it's like, oh, God, like, we're done. I'm like, I'm done with my parents, done living there. And he comes to my house, so I go to my mom, and I'm like, Harvey has a bad day, and she doesn't really like him very much, because she knows he like smokes cigarettes and all of that. He's a bad kid. Um, and I'm like, he just found out that his mom was like cheating on his dad. He is clearly not taking it well. Like, is it okay if he stays here for the night? She's like, that's fine. Like, you can, you can stay here one, like a night or two, and that's it. Um, and yeah, he's like just feeling like sorry for himself and like acting like the whole world has like fallen apart. Um, and so eventually he goes back because he was never not like welcome there. And he just starts like kind of acting up with his dad because I feel like he lost respect for his dad with that. Yeah, because he views him as a cuck daddy. Exactly. Daddy cuck. Like, cuck, cuck wasn't popular at the time, but that is exactly what it was. Where it's like, you're a punk. You're a punk, boy. So he's like, he's like, for like a couple of weeks, he's like just being real disrespectful. And he already, he starts out disrespectful, but got even worse. And so his dad's like fucking fed up with it. And so they're in his room, and Harvey tells his dad to get out of the room. And it's like, that's his fucking house that he's allowing you to stay at. That's his room that he's allowing you to, like, live in. And his dad, like, they start pushing each other, and then eventually they each grab each other's shoulders. And it's like it's like a tussle, like, uh, tussle back and forth, and they're, like, getting close to the wall. And it's, like, not exactly clear who's going to win, but daddy comes through. Uh, Papa Epstein just literally puts him through the wall in his bedroom, and it was a massive fucking hole. Puts him down, and that, I feel like that was like a slightly temporary humbling experience for him. He always goes back to being a uh, fucking asshole. Yeah, but that was like a yeah, that was just that was you fuck you in the ass and make you humble. <laughs> uh, Iron Sheik, great great man. Yeah. Harvey has been humbled by his father and he's a very insecure man. And so like, he just doesn't give up quite. It's like, he knows his dad just put him down and through the wall, but it's like, I'm going to try to like reassert myself. And so he runs out to the driveway again, gets on his dad's car. And like, his dad's like, I will like fucking kill you. If you do that. And he lifts his one leg up to like put the foot through the fucking windshield and his dad just grabbed his other leg and pulled him off of the car. And he fucking fell to the driveway. And he dragged him, like, into the yard. And then they just had, like, a very, uh, very homoerotic, like, fucking tussle between each other in the yard. Again, 
His dad comes on top. Um, and I feel like after that, it was like, all right, you're the man of the house now. Um, so one of his like first jobs was uh, working at Staples. And there was Wait, this the girl. Father, the father of Harvey Epstein? Oh, uh, no, 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 Harvey. Okay, um, Harvey yeah, Epstein I, I, himself worked at Staples. Yeah, and so like he ended up hooking up with like the the worst, like ugliest girl like from our high school because they both worked there together. Yeah, like, that's who works at Staples. You see who the clientele and the people go there? Yeah, it's yeah, not top talent. No, no, um, no. And so, yeah, he hooked up with her. And there was, like, a night, because, like, we started smoking weed together. And, like, we would have a whole ritual of um, going to Pathmark, which is, like, a grocery store, and, pay, like, buying a bunch of, like, munchies. But we'd also, like, shoplift a lot of shit. Like, oh. not because we didn't have the money. It was just, like, the thrill. The sexual thrill. Exactly. It was very arousing. Um, and so, yeah, we would, like, uh, I, we would go in there. It started off, like, we would also eat shit in the store and just, like, throw it on the shelf. So, like, I, the first time, like, there was a pounding going on. I, like, grabbed a Snapple, and I chugged it real fast, and, like, slammed it down. It's like, that's how it's done. And so then he, like, grabs a Snapple, like, pounds it down. And that's shatters how it's done. <laughs> um, actually, he did break one once. Um, okay. Because it, it, felt, it felt like he slammed it to the shelf, but he, like, it was, like, close to the edge. It just fell and, like, fucking shattered. There's nobody in the store, and it's like, we we went so late at night because it was open 24 hours. Oh, that figures. It's, it like, figures. Yeah, night, yeah, night crew doesn't give a fuck. They do not. Uh, they used to steal all the time from uh, CVS and Dwayne Reed during the mid hours of the night, 3 a.m. Exactly. I'm glad I don't do that anymore. I I, it's a sad lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I, 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 you grow up from it, ideally. No, I was doing it because I couldn't pay for certain shit at, at a certain mm-hmm. point, yeah. Yeah, when I was little, like, that was, like, when we were, like, super poor and shit. We didn't have shit to eat. Like, me and my friends would go and, like, shoplift from, like, a convenience store. I, I feel like the guy fucking knew, but he just, like, let us have it. Probably. Um, yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, we start out, like, pounding Snapples. And it's, like, this became, like, a thing. Because the whole thing was a ritual, like, leading up to, like, the smoke sesh. And so we'd go and do this thing. And so then we saw O'Doul's. You know what O'Doul's are, right? The beer, the non-alcoholic beer. Exactly. And we would, like, just rip on, like, the concept of anybody needing, like, alcoholic beer and it's like yeah, just let like let people be comfortable in the room is what i realize now it's like you, you want to have something in your hand like you don't want to be just like the dickhead with the fucking you know water cup um and so like we started like making jokes about the oduls and then one night we do a um like a pounding of the oduls and there is a great video that i will send you um and so i was not very fast with the oduls because they're disgusting they are i do like them sometimes though yeah and yeah uh, Harvey, uh, real cowboy time. Uh, he like fucking takes no duels and he pounds it. And he actually, and it's to his credit, he does it really quickly. And then we're like walking away, but I'm like still recording him. And then he gets like three steps and he just vomits right there in the store. As like he was vomiting off of like non alcoholic beer. That's really pathetic. That's really fucking pathetic. Very. Because it's also, it's just like, so you will like go to parties and start like throwing up in people's yards and just like desecrate their property. And you also it's not really desecrating. It's more, uh, uh, what do you call it, composting. Um, from him, I feel like it's like the only thing that's coming out of him is like fucking bile, like just like okay, juice okay. organic that's, that's, a fa- that's a fair statement to make. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, he just throws up like right there in the store. He is so insecure after it because it's like he prided himself on like being the dude who could hang. It's like you have never been able to hang, never, and you never will. Um, but yeah, the girl that worked at Staples, like one night he smoked, cause this is like way after he sm- uh, worked at Staples and he like, the girl was like the laughing stock of her high school. So it was like hilarious that he did that because it was like, he was that horny, like, or just like his standards. I, are I've, that n- I've, I've never been in that place. I never want to be. I never will. 
Never. Yeah, I just have too much dignity for that. Where it's like, I, I do too. I, I really do. Hell yeah, that's why we're boys. It's beautiful. Um, and so he, yeah. So they had hooked up a, a cut like a couple of years prior, and so he he smoked and he just got. Um, oh wait, no. Before we smoked, but while we were high, I took my shirt off, and I switched my shirt, and all of a sudden he had the biggest natural boner he's ever probably he's ever had in his life. So is it cause of the gig and he can't come to terms with it? It's okay. Exactly. Uh yeah, it's yeah, I like to say that uh or he he'll be like, I'm not like bye, but like I, I I'm okay with like watching some like dick and it's like, yeah, you're bi appreciative. You're not bisexual, you're bi appreciative. Yes. Or metrosexual some we'll call it. Hey, oh. Oh yeah, he he called me a metrosexual. Him and his mom called me metrosexual because I didn't want him to fart on my fucking pillow in my bedroom. It's like, how low are your, like, standards of decency? Um, yeah, very hypocritical, too. Um, so he's telling me that uh, he could get that girl to my house right now. He was like, she will drive here, and we can both fuck her. And I was like, I don't want to fuck her. I don't her. want that like, either, no. Yeah, it's like, I have a hot girlfriend right now, and it's like, and I'm, I would never be, like, fully, like, naked and sexual in front of you, because I know how you feel. Um, and so he was, like, begging me to, like, allow that. And I was like, absolutely not. And he had, like, a raging boner. And so <laughs> The then only he... time he can get it up. Exactly, right? It was like, uh, yeah, you'll be there? Oh, I'm very yeah, into I'm, that. I'm very interested. We'll do- DP or beyond belief. <laughs> he wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't mind if there was some crossing of the swords. I don't, um, mind, so... if the, I don't mind if the, uh, she's into it in general. The, I... Wait, crossing swords or what? No, like a DP if she's into it. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta be. I gotta have the room and space to do my thing. I'm very. Uh, well, I, I, I never. I don't really think about. it. I usually think about four to five women at the same time. But she wants another dude. That know. would be very like, in like you. I would imagine that as a very ideal circumstance. But I feel like once you're in like the fucking situation, I feel like that would be really challenging. And then yeah, also, no, probably, probably when they start fighting each other for over like over my pecker. No, 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 no. I mean, over who's the real dominant one. Because it ain't going to be me. Uh, Probably be so, the old fucking... Like, I don't, even want, to, I don't want to finish that sentence. That's, that's a bad joke. Anyway, uh, so, uh, uh, continue with your story. Yeah, um, so he's begging uh, for, like, to allow this girl to come to my house. Like, absolutely fucking not. It's like really late, and I don't want to... I also don't want to hang out with her, because I feel like you can't just like have somebody over to DP them and then like expect them to leave immediately. Like, I feel like you owe them... Like, that's just a ridiculous thought. Yeah, you owed them, like, a bed for the night, at least. They were nice enough to uh, do this. And they traveled. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, like, to you. Time. Yeah, it was like, dude, like, I would never, because also you you had, like, I'm, I would never regardless, but it's like, you also had sex with her. That also disqualifies. Yeah, entirely. yeah, 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 it's true. Um, and so he's, like, got this big old boner, and he's, like, complaining about it, because, like, the blood is flowing so hard, because my tummy was that tight at that time. And then he was like, I have to do something about this. And I was like, do what? not do anything about this. And he was like, can I jack off in here? And we were like in my den. And I'm in the room. And I'm like, no. Absolutely no, never. I was like, I would allow you to jerk off outside. And it's only because I want you to get it out of your system so that we can have a nice, not awkward night. What about, in the, bath- what about in the bathroom? I no no I I was that was not an option I was not allowing that either and because he, he begged for the bathroom too because he wanted to do it like basically in the room with me and it's like why would you do that <laughs> you fucking and it was like all right well can I use the bathroom and it was like no fuck you absolutely not fuck you <laughs> I was like if you have to do some like animalistic shit you go outside 
<laughs> and he went, out, he went out to the side yard and he fucking jacked off on my side yard laying on the ground in the middle of our yard. And it's like we had like the corner property. It was late at night, but cars do come by. And I feel like you, they would like if he was laying flat, you wouldn't notice. But I feel like the jacking motion would be like, <laughs> catch your like, eye. Fucking gorilla in the corner jacking off. It's a joke. Like the guy's so cool. It's just a gorilla tonight. Oh, he's such a fucking douchebag. Yeah, yeah. His like his gimmick was like going to people's parties and getting way too fucked up and vomiting. And he would call his mom wasted because he had the leverage of the uh, affair on her because she felt guilty. And it's like you have nothing to feel guilty about. No, like, you're feel, if, if you're if you're miserable in your marriage, do your thing, woman. Or well, she did obviously. Yeah. And or that, if, like, you came to terms together where it's like, okay, like, you do that, and I have no sexual drive right now. You go have sex. I'm going to hang here, and we'll take care of the boys. Yeah, your obligation <laughs> legally. But, yeah, he would make her pick her uh, pick him up, and, like, she uh, didn't want him in her car, and he would do it. Like, cause he's, I mean, you remember him being a fucking chain smoker. Yeah. But, yeah, he would just get wasted, and uh, we, you could hear him when he's calling her. And he would, every time she picked up the phone, he would scream, Mama! Yeah, like Cartman from South Park. Yeah, uh, way worse than Cartman. But yeah, she, like she basically became like an indentured servant that's to him. Awful. And that is, uh, and that's all. Finish yeah. up part one of this episode. Stay tuned for part two coming up soon. Danger. Danger. Representing on Let Us Be Idiots podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lube, you be raw, that's a real gig. That's a real gig. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots. Let's be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. Let us be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. They ask me how I do it, keep them coming with that hot flame. Dames take the reins, act a fool with my pin pain. The only place I do it is the show that gets the silliest. Tired of being stuffy, so I say let us be idiots. Y'all about to know that I'm the monster with the sick flow. Call me PMS, probably millions stacking. No, no, let's go. Drop lava rocks, burning infinite. Keep these bastards angry, angry bastards just don't give a like an airways up, bring the real deal. I feel we too much. Make them all squeal, mohill in my clutch. Make the mountain now, Ruby, lighting it up. Got you saying, well, Lindy, you be raw, that's a real gig. That's a real gig. But I'ma stay a fool, so let's be idiots. Let's be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots. Let us be idiots. I'ma stay a fool, let us be idiots.